Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hello, we are going to take just a minute in this Dig a Bit 4 for the month of February in our study of The Hour Has Come. I believe we're finishing up month 6. And I just wanted to take time today just for a question that someone posed. Um, I'm on page 64 if you're looking in your book, if you're looking in the lesson that you print out. I'm looking at number 11 on month 6, I believe, about the Holy Spirit. And it says there, as the apostles were speaking convicting things in Acts 2 and being understood in various languages that they had never studied, even as the hostile Jews were looking on this strange phenomenon of fire-like tongues above their heads, even accusing them of being drunk, do you think it was a comfort or a help that they were given what to say and the language in which to say it? And then it asks you to read Acts 10 and 11 to find another man who received the Holy Spirit in the same miraculous way. And of course, that was Cornelius. The question that came in, and I thought it was worth a look, is did the hostile Jews, those who were against the Messiah, those who indeed had with their ascent crucified the Messiah, were those hostile Jews able to see the tongues of fire? Because really it doesn't actually say they saw the tongues of fire. It says in verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's following the tongues of fire or like fire that were on their heads. And then it says in verse 5, And those who were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. So indicating there that the multitude came together because they heard about the tongues of fire and the men speaking in foreign languages that they had never studied before. And when they came together, they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. If we look at that literally, then um, it does seem to say that maybe, maybe those tongues of fire were no longer on the heads of the apostles, that the initial... Uh, visual that was that accompanied the the languages in which they were speaking was gone by the time the multitude got there. Uh, we're really unsure about that, and I don't think that anybody could say that definitively. So maybe I should have said that the hostile Jews were uh, hearing this strange phenomenon rather than than looking on this strange phenomenon. So I wish that I had just written that the Jews were looking on this strange phenomenon that came from the moment that the tongues that were like fire appeared on their heads. But I don't think that it's very important really to to the context here. And so I, I just want to point out a couple of things. Maybe they didn't actually see the cloven phenomenon that was above the heads of the apostles. Maybe that that was reserved for those who were in the room, which seems to be at least the the apostles, but probably more like 120 other people were there at that time. At any rate, there will be lots of questions if the if the cloven phenomenon above their heads was gone. There'd be lots of questions. When did it go away? 
Why did it go away? It seems that the job of the Holy Spirit on this day was to create as big a phenomenon as possible. I mean, we are looking at a mighty work of the Holy Spirit. And it seems to me that it would be a little bit strange if all of the visual part of that just disappeared, except for the men standing there speaking in the foreign languages. I I would tend to assume that that uh, went on for a little while, but it doesn't say that. So I think that that would be, uh, you know, something that we would have to speculate about. But it does say in verse 33, they are witnessing to the deity of Jesus and that he was raised up. And then he says, therefore, now being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. Or something that they were seeing and hearing. Was it the phenomenon that was above their heads? I, I don't know that this verse would, would imply that at all. But there was something that they were seeing and hearing. And I think we can definitely say that it was the effect of that initial baptism where there was a great sound as of a rushing mighty wind, where there were tongues, cloven tongues, like as a fire sitting on their heads, and where they initially began to speak with other tongues. I don't know that we could really speculate that those cloven tongues, like as a fire, had gone away before whatever is referred to in verse 33, which you now see and hear. Whatever it was that they were seeing and hearing was the witness, the confirmation that Peter and John and the rest of the apostles were not drunken, but they were speaking that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And the Holy Spirit was shedding forth this which you now see and hear. Were they still seeing the cloven tongues? Were they seeing them at all? Did the hostile Jews see them at all? Well, we know that their presence was noised abroad And so there was at least a metaphorical sense in which they saw something pretty big that day. And I think that's what verse 33 at least implies, is that there was a lot that they were seeing and hearing. I don't know, literally, if the hostile people saw the cloven tongues like as a fire, but I know they definitely saw the effects of that moment in time. I just think that's interesting to think about. hope it was interesting for you. We're going to talk some on the podcast about the work of the Holy Spirit today. I hope you'll get to join us. Have a great day.